Chris and Paul present This is the Topic. It's the adventures of two lifelong friends as they explore a new topic each episode. Join the guides for music and fun, and if you're not careful, you may learn something before it's done. I'm your announcer, Michael Foster. Now, here's Chris and Paul with This is the Topic. Number 15. Thank you, Foster. Hi, Chris. How are you? Dude, I'm great. I can't believe we've hit 15 episodes. This is awesome. It's amazing that we uh, have had so many wonderful, wonderful episodes. But you, what is it you say at the end of every episode, Chris? I say, you know, I think this was our best episode ever. I think this time it's going to be true. You want to explain why? I do. So typically it's just you and I blathering on and on. Yes. Nobody cares. Nobody does. In fact, your wife said that, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. She said, you guys are great, but I, if people don't know you, I don't know that they would care. So <laughs> so we've decided yeah, we, to yeah. up the ante this yes, time. Yes, we sure did. And it's not just me and you blathering on and no. on. We've got a special guest blathering yes, with us. Yes. Welcome, Elliot Threat. Oh, it's, it's an honor to blather with you. Oh, Yay. dude. Take that, the, Joel uh, Nichols. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> to be and part the weather's going to uh, be hot tomorrow. See? Take that. Yes. Can so I you, say I'm part of the blathering? You can You can be. Yeah, you're absolutely part you're of the blathering. The, bra- the blather. Instead of brotherhood, it would be the blather- blatherhood. The blatherhood. The blatherhood. Uh, okay, yes. Okay, so before we get into the format of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. We met each other doing radio, right? Yeah, you know, you guys were the neatest guys uh, when I was. Uh, oh, he used to drink a lot. Scott, <laughs> Scott Voorhees. Uh, is you guys were, were you guys ever in the studio in Independence or just over at the the new one? Uh, the new one, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we had a show called Dialogue when we uh, had we were in public service, both Chris and I. But yep. it was when I was in public service, right? I was I was whacked on the head and crazy. Uh-huh. And you had the, you were the midday guy. I had the shit, sh- the shift Ooh, after yeah. Scott Voorhees. Sorry about that. <laughs> hey, it's okay. It's a podcast. Yeah, no, was I it you and Bob? You want? No. Oh. Back then, I had the shit. I had a weird shift at fifteen ten because it was from six o'clock to sunset, mm-hmm. which meant in July, right around now, it, it went to like nine ten. It was like a three hour, but uh-huh. then it contracted all the way. They had like a nighttime signal, so it's like in February you're yeah. on for fifteen. Well, my minutes. show was only on seasonally. <laughs> my show was only on from like March to September. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because oh. of the, the daylight or whatever. So it was weird that way. But we made each other that way, mm-hmm. and then you, being the entrepreneur that you are, you had your own radio station. I and did, I, and I said, "Can can I do my public affairs show there?" And of course, I said, "Of course." Yes, all comedy radio. Yes. Really, really, if you think about all, all comedy radio, it invented serious with their their stand up comedy. It mm-hmm. Invented podcasts. It was a way ahead of its time. It was a precursor to Raw Dog and yes. all yeah, of those other comedy yeah. stations. And then we did our. I did the public affairs show there, and people laughed their butts off when they listened <laughs> to that. Yes, like these guys serious. Yeah. Well, it's great because it's much, it's much easier to be a funny politician on a comedy station than a funny politician on a serious public affairs True. station. It doesn't always play so, well there. So you just blended in right. with the rest of us palookas. Yeah, it was easier for me to be a funny politician when people could see me because of the looks. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but we stay friends. I appreciate that. And you're, I mean, you're a famous guy. I, here's oh, a, please. Here's a, thing, here's a news story I heard just the oh, other day. Okay? Oh, this should this be This is from good. last week. This is from uh, KMBZ. 
KNBC. That's a television station. Okay. <laughs> I don't mean to be... You're talking about the one from Fox 4 or the one from KMBZ? KMBZ. Channel 9, okay? Popular Casey comedian, Elliot 3. I mean, we could dissect that one for a while, but let's just just move on. Yeah, really. Celebrates his, (laughs) quote, 57th birthday. Yes. We could... Other arm on TV, yes. We could dissect that one, too. Amen. Uh, Okay? By buying lunch for the less fortunate. Now, the question is... Are you referring to when you bought lunch for me and Chris last week? Well, that was part of it. That was the extension. (laughs) Actually, with you guys, it went to 59. Yes! That's right. You bought 57 57 lunches at Thelma's Kitchen. And the day before, you bought us lunch. Yeah, or the day before. It was around that time, yeah. So you always buy lunch for the less fortunate. Thank you. Here's the thing, you know, because I've done this before. You you have a birthday. You go out to the plaza or someplace fancy in Leewood, and you... Spend three or four hundred dollars and you leave. It's like, well, I really didn't feel that hungry. I really didn't feel satisfied. I, mm-hmm. Why do we spend all this money? You sure. know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I'd been going to Thelma's Kitchen for lunch and I said, you know what? I'm going to, instead of doing that, instead of giving it to, you know, uh, Capitol Grill or someplace like that, I'm just going to play it forward and bring all my family down to help. It's very nice. It was That fun. is nice. so cool. And God. it was very nice. That I got myself a steak sandwich. When exactly, you me, exactly. Me lunch. Oh yeah. Exactly. What'd you get, Chris? I got some delicious chicken tenders tossed in Montana sauce. Well, which you would is know so that good. because you ate half of his after he left. I Paul. Certainly, you did. know what? That's a fair point. I was trying to watch my caloric <laughs> intake, and I heard that Paul took care of it for me. After <laughs> I'm I here for you, buddy. I'm here for you. You're I'm here best. for you. So I'm really glad you're here. I mean, the uh, someone of your stature. Please. Visiting uh, our little studio is great. I had to beg to get on the show. You did not. Stop. I had to ask. You were perfectly content to take my free lunch and just <laughs> drive back. And I said, hey, guys, hey, can I? Oh, okay, whatever, you know. If you want to know a lot about Elliot, listen to the Joel Nichols podcast. He he actually does a good interview. We're not as good at that, Chris. No. No, you're not on an upward trajectory going from Joel Nichols to this. Yeah, podcast, you may want to talk. But to your, you are on a trajectory. <laughs> <laughs> you may want to talk to Joel Nichols. Very funny guy, by the way. Hilarious. Oh, yeah, he's hilarious. hilarious. He's, yeah, he's got the wit of a comedian, and he's yeah. just as sharp. And I've done interviews. I mean, he's just like you guys. He's just really sharp, and he just gets everything. Well, and he just right. and. You know, even before doing that podcast, I listened to him interview like uh, you know Shannon Parks and all these people, and he's just hilarious. Well, you know what is interesting is everyone listening to that, and we won't go into it, but just you're like me. You have deep roots in this town. I know, Chris, you have deep roots in Independence more than Kansas City, mm-hmm. and you can tell stories about what your family did. Oh, sure, and it's impressive. Oh, sure. I, mean, I mean, your dad's got a street named after him in Kansas. Martin Luther, yeah. Martin Luther King Jr. Not. Junior, <laughs> yeah, stayed at his house. Yeah, ate at my ate at my house. Well, no okay. way. Same yeah. thing. Oh sure. Oh yeah. wow. Were you there? Yes, I was. I was alive. I was about four or five years old at the time. Yeah. Was it nineteen sixty? That's crazy. It was actually about a week before he uh, uh, met his uh, got assassinated. And, and, and you probably demise. were just thinking, wow. Who, who's all these guys in my dad's? Not friend? a one. Got, yeah, I was not aware of anybody. I mean, are you aware of your father's friends when you were five years no, old? No, no. no. You know, you're like I, I'm trying to watch. If you have continuous contact, Captain Kangaroo, yeah. right. <laughs> Howdy Doody. I don't know exactly. I mean, I was at the Negro League Baseball Museum, and Bob Kendrick, a very nice guy, mm-hmm. and everything like that. He reminded me that my dad was friends with Satchel Paige, and I went, Oh, oh yeah, wow, I forgot oh my gosh. about that. Wow, wow. And then I then I remembered, I'm like, Yeah, he used to go. I used to drop him off at Satchel Paige's house, and he'd hang out for. I was like, 
Of course, I don't even remember this now because I was busy trying to be a comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what's impressive about you is that you had that history of your family and you went on. You're, you're a successful comedian, a successful entrepreneur. Oh, you have boy. great kids. I mean, your Same story, as you, pe- sir. Same as your you, story both people you. need to hear about. But maybe not on this jackassery no, 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 no. type is, thing. Let's just have fun. Yeah. So, Chris, I mean, let's get to it. Let's do what let's, this yeah. is all about. I mean, why don't you tell Elliot? I'm excited. And anyone who's ever listened, because people are people are listening now. I'm excited. They're listening for Elliot. Well, yeah, for Elliot. Okay. I mean, they don't they don't care okay. about the setup so of the this one show. Time but that, let's talk about the it. The one time that you're listening to us, folks, this is how we do the okay, show. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. So, the way we run this show is I have a purple sack. Mm-hmm. In front of me, right, and, <laughs> and <laughs> there are a number of topics. And he's always playing with the sack. Yeah, I do. Exactly. I, like, I like to jiggle it. And so there's a number of topics in here um, on different pieces of paper. I pull a topic out. I love this. And then we just talk about that topic. I love this. And what happens when we talk about people? Just, I mean, they're laughing. Sometimes they're crying, but they're they're always touched the, in always. a different way. Yes. Are you ready? I'm yeah, ready. Let's do it. Well, shouldn't I be able to pull it? I've got the Yeah, yeah, yeah let's I mean, do the guest yeah, pull. Yeah. Stick your hand in my sack and right. let's uh, see what comes Ta-da! out. Ooh, okay. All right. This week's topic, hobbies. Oh, <laughs> hobbies. It's an excellent topic. So, first question, um, do you have any hobbies? You know, this is a good point because I was talking to my uh, I have a good friend named Dave Caius, and he has poker and golf. And I, I have no hobbies. And I was actually, I've actually looked on the internet hobbies for older men. You know, like uh-huh. ham radio. I was like, okay, yeah, you know, you had me at ham, but you lost me at radio. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I just be, <laughs> what's your hobby, ham? And they expect radio. No, just ham. Just ham. Just yeah. Ham. <laughs> well, I guess putting there this studio for me has been a hobby, but. I've been, you know, usually working on it's a great just hobby. like just like you. I mean, you're working on your career and doing stuff, doing all kinds of different things, but it's not really a hobby. Well, it is a look. I was looking forward to doing this. I mean, I marked it off today. I mean, it was uh, the fun thing I had to do today. But I don't have a. You're right. You know how those other people just can hardly wait to go golfing. Yeah. Hardly wait to play ball. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I can't do golfing. Thank you. Because it's outside and it's hot. I don't know if you people have ever noticed that. Yeah. And I've also noticed that, for the most part, men's hobbies are a way to get away from their wife and to drink a lot. Fishing, hunting, golfing. Whoring. Whoring. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not well, to sure. most people have been off for douchebags. Right. A, you know. And yeah. for me, I just go to the bar and drink. I mean, why? <laughs> just stop the middleman and go forward. Well, I just, I, but I have to admit, I am envious of these people who have a hobby that commands their obsession. And I can't get to wait to the links. Oh, I was, you know what I mean? I can't wait to do. And just the way that they all love bowling on the Big Lebowski. I want to be like, right. you know what I mean? How. It would be You're great, role, dude. You're a road, dude. To be that You're passionate about something, your role, yeah, anything. So you, you don't have a hobby either, Chris. This is the closest I have to a hobby is coming to your house in the KCTK studio and doing podcasts. Yeah. Uh, got other. Na- I mean, I work out a couple of times. I don't know. That's not really a hobby. I don't. Okay. I got nothing. Let me ask you this, Elliot. Yeah. Uh, one of the topics and kind of relates together. We've done before is free time, and we noticed. When I have free time, I don't do anything. So maybe this kind of ties into 
What you're supposed to do when you have free time is a productive hobby. You don't have one, you say. Well, here's the so weird what do you thing. do on yeah, free time? Here's the what weird do you thing do about that is that you know my brother brought this up because uh, I was doing something with coffee last week uh, with VCP, but I never drank coffee at Blendwell. Yeah, Blendwell, <laughs> Blendwell, another coffee place, and uh, I never drank coffee. And my brother just said, "Well, Elliot, you never had to get up and be any place." I mean, wow. interesting. What I, a I, blessing. Yeah, but I mean, I've, in my whole life, because I was a comedian since I'm 18 years old, and so 40 years, I've never had to actually be anywhere, and I thought I've never had to. So coffee is the kind of the motivation, kind of the fuel that gets everybody a jump start it's to true. do. But yeah. if you have no jump start, I mean, I never had any. Plus, coffee was always something to do when you worked, right? True. Let's go on a coffee right. break. Let's grab Absolutely. some coffee and everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And if you never had that, you never... I never did, you know. And when Chris and I were employed together, we would have coffee. Mm-hmm. We get we'd work. I don't know an hour or so a day, and then coffee <laughs> around that. Is that so? You guys both drink coffee then? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I drink coffee a lot now. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm totally addicted. Yeah, Do you drink That's it black or? Well, I mean, you're you're giving me the racial question, so I'm really yeah, worried really, now. Exactly. I don't want to be Joe Biden. Blended, yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, my father said you got to drink you got to learn to drink coffee black because sometimes there's not going to be any cream sugar around. I said, "Okay, Dan." <laughs> and that's the show. Wow. See, that really? that really fell off the <laughs> end of it, didn't it? Well, so I can Chris, please I, pick it back up. I please. can drink my coffee black, but I I like to monkey around with it. I like to put <laughs> the creams and the sugars and the flavors and all of that and uh, dress it up a little bit. How's Blendwell's coffee? Blendwell has delicious Is coffee. It good? Yeah, I think it's brought to you by the roastery. Yeah. Oh, I, can I do my coffee plug? While yes. we're at it? Mm-hmm. I'm I own yeah I drink coffee. Oh, you coffee. own a coffee shop? I own two coffee shops in the Newark Airport and. Uh, but we were giving free coffee to Veterans Community Project. And, well, uh, how nice is that? And uh, Kathy Quinn came out the other day when we kicked it off, giving free coffee to all the people in tiny homes, and we did yeah. it all on TV. And, you know, so we get all the coffee in there, and they poured me a cup, and I realized this doesn't have the requisite amount of uh, sugar, cream, and whatever, <laughs> the caramel, and whatever I need to get <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yeah. And it's just black, right? And it's like uh-huh. everybody's just, you know, just, it's like, oh, God, it's TV. And they salute. And <laughs> so how'd you so do it? Did, I just took a sip and I just, I just, I just acted through it. Of course, my wife Did saw it on TV. It? She said, "My oh, wife and kid said, did you drink that coffee?'" And I went, oh, "No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't drink." That. So, so do you do energy drinks or anything? What's your what's your beverage of choice? You know what my self indulgent beverage is is uh, not to get too uh, stereotypical. I love grape juice. Really? Yeah. Here but, we drink, go. but that's full of sugar, <laughs> so I don't try to do that. So what, yeah. what I'm trying to do now is just, uh, I love, uh, uh, what kind of tea is it? Uh, Pure Leaf or whatever, this, mm-hmm. the yeah. unsweetened tea. Yeah, that's you know good. What I mean? Yeah. It's delicious. Not unsweetened, it's diet tea, and it's just, you know, tea's the most consumed beverage in the world, right? Yes, it is. Well, love you tea. learned something new on the show. Isn't coffee your hobby, though? People are obsessed with coffee and beans and everything like that, and yeah. I respect it. Yeah, and people then people are obsessed about coffee the way people are obsessed about golf. You know, what I yes, mean? they you know they just start jonesing. I gotta have my coffee. See, I gotta have this. I, to further answer that question, I like espresso. You know, you? just to even make it more. Yeah, I know. You know, a little tiny cup we, shot in a day. You like? We sell those oh, at our place it. too. Yeah, oh, wow, yeah, love it. Not an espresso guy. It's to even me, more powerful. Than it is. Coffee. It's, it's more powerful and just a little too bitter for me. Love it, yeah. Well, isn't it isn't the same thing of drinking coffee just like doing a Red Bull, just a different uh, 
yes. know, consistency and color. Same amount of caffeine, same mm-hmm. amount of... Yeah. I don't think there's as many chemicals, though. Yeah, I don't think coffee gives as many heart no. attacks or aneurysms as Red Bull does. Yeah. But, um, but it, I guess, God, I don't know how we got on this, but yeah, coffee may be the closest thing so to a hobby. For Elliot's free time, he helps people. He buys them lunch and then helps the veterans. Wow. No, I don't. Wow. No, I don't. No, I what mean, were we but, doing a free time before here, wow. Chris? Before the uh, podcast? Yeah. Here? Drinking. Yeah, right. But there not coffee. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're so pathetic. Pathetic. No, pathetic. no, 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 no. The thing about the... the co- and I, I actually have a, a cousin who's a, a roaster. He has this... Uh, in Richmond, he has a place called Carytown Coffee. And that's uh, where I learned about it. He would roast the beans in this big old antique thing. And it was just amazing how you you roast them and then you put the flavor in and you keep on doing everything it was very intriguing i didn't like coffee after that but it was intriguing to watch (laughs) so that's really nice can i have a grape juice so so elliot would you say um you don't drink coffee you've got a lot of entrepreneurial stuff going on so is comedy sort of your hobby now excellent point you know what a guy a comedian named doby maxwell in chicago says what comedy that is now, the way you work, is basically a glorified hobby. Interesting. And I am so lucky that I kind of took this divergent turn maybe 30 years ago and decided to get in the business. Because I always said, you know, I don't care if I'm famous. It's going to work for myself. Because had I not done that, the uh, the sense of urgency and 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 uh, and, and uh, about all the comedy work, because it's diminishing. You know, I know I say mm-hmm. comedy goes like blockbusters, but they're... They kind of like blockbusters, you know what I mean? It's just it's hard. They oh have to boy. be they have to be run very well. To, mm-hmm. to, so to let make me ask work. you this: mm-hmm. Are you a comedian that does entrepreneur stuff, or an entrepreneur that does oh. comedy? Oh, comedian always does comedy stuff. Comedian does business stuff. I mean, how do you view yourself? Comedian does business stuff. Okay, comedy first. Comedy always, first. always. Yeah. This is from eighteen, of course. So you, in. Let's say fifty years. Uh huh. Elliot passes away. Uh huh. Okay. I'm gonna yeah. miss him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Thanks. It'll say comedian first on your. I hope so. I or hope probably so. maybe father yeah, or yeah. spouse, but uh, comedian, comedian before all those other things, you know, definitely. Okay, that's dedication to the craft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right but the there. great thing about comedy now is, uh, are we going out? Is this what the music? No, is? I'm just <laughs> playing songs you can think about. All right. So here's the thing about comedy now is that I'm very nostalgic. It's like that I'm winning an Oscar and you're playing me off here. <laughs> la La Land. La La Land. Uh, but, uh, Oops, Moonlight. Sorry. <laughs> moonlight. Sorry about that. The thing about comedy is now I appreciate every different one. First of all, it's booked differently now completely. It used to be I would have a booker and he'd call up a club. Hey, you got to do Elliot. He's really good. You got to do Mike Ciccone and David Nestor. They're really good. But now... They book it like uh, Expedia or, or, or so a, a booker in a non-existent place says, "Okay, we have a one-nighter in in Topeka, Kansas that pays five hundred dollars, and everybody in the country sees it at once. Everybody puts in, and then the anonymity of his laptop, he decides who should wow. work the club. But then again, wow. you can't really put it on him because what he does." Does he go on YouTube and watch him? Well, no, what what he does is he says, all right, I've got all these comedians. And he goes to the client and says, look, I've got these 10 comedians who I think are good. Pick them out. But here's the weird thing that happens with that. Uh, So let's say there's a gig in Kansas City. He says one that pops up in Kansas City, right? Mm -hmm. So I say, well, I'm here. I'm going to apply for it. I should get this. I'm right in town, right? Pays 500 bucks or whatever. So it pops up, and the client shows everybody the comedians. Here's Elliot in Kansas City. Here's... Bob in St. Louis, here's Jim 
in Chicago or Maureen in Minneapolis, whatever. She's funny. She's hilarious. Yeah, she's hilarious. <laughs> but the person in HR thinks, well, geez, I got a $500 budget. Do I want to tell my boss that I got a comic from Kansas City when I read the street? Or do oh. I want to so regardless of how funny they are, I'm going to get the guy from Chicago because I tell my boss, hey, I got a comic coming in from Chicago. Yeah. It doesn't matter if this comic is anywhere near funny. In fact, the comic's probably less funny because he's traveling further for less money because yes. I wouldn't do that. Yes. Yeah. But it still sounds good to say, hey, I got a comic from Chicago to come to Kansas City or, you know, not the thing there, Chris? Yeah. See, he's too well known to do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you or I could do Paul Vincent from New York. You know, well, that's know. all you get. Pick a big city. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey. Okay. It's- we're going to game the system. But when I do do the clubs, I'm very nostalgic about it. I mean, I take all the pictures, and when I, mean, I go to these towns, it's almost like, uh, you know, traveling. Like I don't, I, I never eat at the, you know, I, I go and look at the Food Network. I said, where's the place that this town is known for? The, mm-hmm. Where's the Dixon's Chili of uh, St. Paul, yeah. Minnesota? Where's the this? And that's where I want to go. And I want to just soak up all the experiences. Because, you know, when you're north in the 50s, it's like, well, this might be the last time I do this. Not only for my own self, but this club, this genre might not be around. Where that long. did you go that was like the most surprising, cool place? You know, there was a club in Rapid City, uh, South Dakota, a guy named Paul Weller, runs it. I'm still friends with it. It was just so much fun. It took forever to get there, mm-hmm. but it was just super fun. Rapid City and Fargo. You know, uh, what is it? The Jerry Seinfeld says, Have you heard about Jerry Seinfeld's theory about the comedy jet stream? Mm-mm. No. Were the best comedy What's the sc- deal with the jet yeah. stream? <laughs> the comedy- I'd like to know. <laughs> the best comedy clubs in this comedy jet stream that goes over uh, San Francisco, through Minneapolis, through Chicago, up through the East Coast. It's like a jet stream that goes... So the best comedy is up north. Now, there's a reason for that. It's because uh, people up north are kind of closed in. And I think it's, you know, it's more... They're more art- I don't say they're more artistic, but let's, let's just say that... Autistic. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think they're just more... It's, it's, it's just, more of their culture. It's right? more culture, yeah. I mean, you look at you know Louie Anderson and Joe Hodson and you know all these people that came from up around there, but uh, it seems that way anyway. Mm-hmm. It seems that way. But anyway, so I like to go... So those special towns are... You know, I always had great shows in, uh, in Moorhead, which is actually Fargo-Moorhead, kind of like Kansas City, Kansas City. Yeah. I'm all for Moorhead. Exactly. <laughs> And don't tell me that joke hasn't been done in, in oh, that area. Oh, yeah, there. heavens to Betsy. Just right <laughs> on. What? what? <laughs> and then nearby, let's bring it closer. I used to do shows at the Elms Hotel in Excelsior Springs. Oh, fun. They had comedy there? Yeah, well, when I come up there, it would be a special event. And it was just always kind of a, a place where they had to generate their own stuff to do, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. It was always fun because all the people there were from here, you know, that's where Truman went mm-hmm. when he found out he won. As, right, as and then went remember. to sleep. That's right. Yeah. That's for the coach for the uh, Buffalo Bills, I think. Uh, not the Bills. Marv Levy? No, no. The, the guy who was uh, the guy who was coach with the Saints or something before uh, the guy who, anyway, coach or somebody. Yeah. He was I there, though. Vernon Dozier? Is it? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. I don't know. <laughs> Buddy Biancalana? Oh, no, yeah. Okay. Royals River. But, yeah, so those little towns and everything like that, and sometimes you just want to uh, leave it. And not go back because it's like seeing these somebody clubs is, is kind of like uh, you ever visit an older relative and you have that foreboding that this might be the last time mm-hmm. I go to, to grandma's house yeah. and everything like that. Hi, mom. Right. I have that, feel that. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I had that feeling. You go to the club, they're selling hard candies. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, the bowl of hard candies that aren't wrapped and all stuck together. Good now, God. Now, have you have you thought about, I mean, this is work, but you write a book. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, I never thought about that. I don't think anybody would read it. I mean, I don't think it's. I I'd mean, read it. I think my comedy experience. I got I mean, no I, hobby. I would I'd read wait. It. I mean, honestly, I'd wait for Audible, but still, I would yeah. be a fan of it. <laughs> I wish I had something relevant to say, like all those other uh, comics do. But I think a lot of. But you know, the the one good thing about comedy is that I kind of jumped in at the uh, at the golden age of comedy. Right, right. You know, when I could see uh, when I was doing one nighters with Dice Clay and and Steve Harvey. Wow. And, uh, what do you Robin. think is the biggest difference now with comedy? It's so hard now. I mean, and and they're less funny. You know, I, I don't want to say that, but they are. Is it because there's more people now, or has the craft just uh, kind of unraveled, or what do you think's happened? Well, I don't think there is, you know, first of all, they have, I mean, what's going on now is, is bringer shows. That's what they do. Okay. All, you know, you have to bring your friends, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. You can perform, but you got to bring your friends. But the bad part is, is that they're going to put you in, and you have to sit... Your friends have to sit through eight other people, and they charge them high for drinks. It's like, okay, I, I want to see Paul perform, but do I really want to drop $85 right. for all my friends yeah. to see Paul on an innocuous Tuesday night? Yeah, you don't like Paul that much. No, no. no. Who does? Not that, not, not that much, yeah. This it is, seems to me that like, audiences have changed. Like in the past, they would all laugh at Robin Williams, but now when I'm up there, no one's laughing. And I feel like it's you know, totally the audience. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. You've, you've well, hold on. It. I performed with both you guys, and you guys didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys did well, and and I think you guys are just you're pretty much comedy teases because you get in there and you do a little performing, then you pull out. You pull out a comedy tease. Exactly. Yes, that's exactly. the greatest compliment I've ever had <laughs> in my entire life. No, you you went there and you guys both did very funny when we worked at uh, what was the place working at, in in Lee Summit? Tiff and Jay's. Yeah, yeah. Tiff and Jay's. Yeah. And it's like, well, you guys have always been funny. It's like I I perform with you guys. On three or four different occasions, yeah. and you guys did markedly better than the open micers I see or the people. Who did you themselves. say markedly or marginally? <laughs> well, either which, one. Which either one. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I mean, you know, the story is that when they when they had the Laugh Olympics one year, mm-hmm. we both competed. Chris got first place, and I got second place. Chris, True. So you said, "Let's stop." And yes, well, no. Stop on the top. No. I'm out. Chris won the contest to meet an agent in L.A. Yeah. And he brought his friend Paul with him, and so. We go out there to L.A. Mm-hmm. I call it La La Land. That's your thing. Call it whatever it's what you, you call do. It. And the agent was, was it, like, "Was it a really agent?" The agent you have to take off your shirt well, like I mean, Jennifer Beals and Fame. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris met with him. I would have done that. But basically, they said, "Yeah, the, yeah. If you want to succeed, so, just come out, and move out here." A Fame reference. God, that is great. <laughs> um, and I, that was my favorite scene in the entire movie as a youngster. Yeah, one agent would not meet with me. They they had a secretary come downstairs, and I gave her my VHS tape. And then the other agent called me up to his office. I think he was really what agency is this? Gersh? Yeah. Are you kidding me? And I handed him my tape, and he said, "I'm going to do you a favor." And he took it and he dropped it in the trash can behind. That was nice. It was super nice. And he said, "I'm not going to watch this right now. You're in Kansas City. You're not going to make it in comedy in Kansas City." Here's what I will tell you. If you will move to L.A., hit open mic for six months, then I will come and watch you in person, and I will tell you honestly if I can work with you or not. 
So I had a little baby a, yeah. at the time. I like I couldn't no. move to L.A. And, and here's and I don't want to push back against that agent, but the thing is, is that there's two kinds of comedians. There's these L.A. comedians that, that do all that stuff, mm-hmm. but they can't monetize because they go out to any place else. They go out to Kansas City, got 12 minutes of material. I always like the school of thought where you take the road comics and they get really tough and their teeth are really sharp and they get out to L.A. And sure, they're doing all that, but at least. When that call does come, they can do it. So many comics, they get that one big break, and then they can't do anything because they're, they're suck comedians. You know, they, yeah, TV right. doesn't make them funny, right? And, yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I think just like anything else, it's got to be, you got to have that drive. I mean, you look at Mike Baldwin, or you look at Tim Gaither, Tim all Gaither. these guys yeah. Tim Gaither, yeah. that were doing, they were doing open mic when we were doing open yeah. mic. And, and they're, they just, they're very good headlines. And if they got a right. TV show, they would be able to make their because yes. they were they were a comedian. And they just happened to get a TV show. But what's wonderful about those guys is they have stuck to it, and you and you too, and have made money off of it. They yeah. live off it. They get to live. They get to do what they want to love. <laughs> do what they no, love. but they get the, to do what they love, and they make money off of it. Yeah, but the thing that's is, a good it, thing. Yeah, it is a good thing if it, if it was like that. If we had a time machine, Lauren could go back to two thousand to two thousand and five, maybe. But yeah. the fact that matters is that it makes it tougher now. Well, we're like. Comedians are like uh, polar bear, polar bears in the climate change, and you're just looking for another iceberg. <laughs> you're just on that ice, <laughs> yeah. moving around. And the ice is the next club, and you have to swim further and further and further oh, to get wow. to the next club, and it's just getting harder and harder. It's a great know? analogy, you know. So the floats just keep melting. Yeah, they, and the floats are, are comedy clubs, and they just keep on melting. And With your big dumb well, polar of, bear feet. Yeah. <laughs> first of all, there's. And a comic club, there's 52 weeks in a year, right? So they've got the same 35 comics they're going to hire every year. Then yeah. they have the same 10 famous people, the specialty acts that they're going to get in and everything like that, the Dustin Diamonds, the, the sure. whoever. The, and then, uh, what's really? the Stormy, Stormy Daniels? Stormy Daniels, <laughs> yeah. 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 you got to compete with Stormy Daniels. Yeah. So they only have two or three weeks for new people. And this Dustin industry Diamond? is, yeah, Screech. Yes, yes I know Screech. Screech. Is he good? I don't know. You know, the, yeah, no, he's not very good. Okay. He's the That's guy I'm thought. talking about. He's the guy I'm talking you know? Yeah, yeah. But he's known. So. Well, you know, the, and what does that do? Because I was so envious. I used to work with uh, Mark Price when I was younger. When I was younger. You know who Mark Price is? Well, he was Skippy from Family Time. Oh, oh nice. right. And believe nice. me, yes. that was a big swing in, you know yeah, what, yeah, back yeah. in the day. And sure. I was, you know what? He performed on... The one of the only times I ever got paid as comedian was that I was the um, MC. MC, yeah, Stanford's and Son in Overland Park, mm-hmm. yeah, and he was the guy, he, he was oh, the he main was the guy, headliner and I never got to talk to him. Oh wow, yeah, I know, but remember that he was, you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. we tried to get a better rental car reservation, uh, you know, but this was back when the show. So now, what happened is, is that skippiness has kept him from maybe. Doing whatever was wise to be the rest of his life, and he's mm-hmm. he's still Skippy. Well, like you know, Tom Wilson, you know him, right? I know him, very nice guy. Biff on Back to the Future. Okay. Oh, right. So yes. imagine being known for the rest of your life for something you did for one and a half years, twenty five years ago. And he said, he said, you know, it's funny because the one thing that makes you famous will wrap it around your neck and drag you behind it for the rest of your life. Ah, and he said that it's, it's like, like marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine and imagine not being able to eat anywhere in life without somebody saying, <laughs> "Sorry," without anybody saying McFly. Right? Yeah. You know, what I mean? McFly, oh, yeah. McFly. You know, I mean that's just kind of. The way I know, it is. but you look at the other side of it. He's in some bar right now telling some girl who he is, and he's 
and he's have to explain to her because Back to the Future came out 25 years ago. <laughs> well, true. okay, that part's Ask your true. mom. Your grandma yeah. loved the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I work with uh, I work with John Lovitz. We all know who he is, right? Oh, absolutely. John, and uh, yeah, we, sure. I remember we we're going to. Uh, that's the ticket. That's the ticket. <laughs> so Lovitz. Uh, Love to go to Twin Peaks. There's a Twin Peaks in El Paso, right? So we went to the same Twin Peaks and sat mm-hmm. at the same table. And, you know, the girls didn't recognize him uh, the first night. So we just ate and everything like that. And then the second night, they all huddled around. And I said, well, oh. so I asked the girl, he says, well, I know who you are now. Our moms told us who you were. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. Wow. <laughs> God. So your moms. It's like, okay. And it, and he says, "Well, oh, you know, I haven't been on regular TV since 1990, you know, yeah. too. Like, oh, my God. Was he with right. his girlfriend? Morgan Fairchild. Morgan Fairchild. <laughs> Morgan Fairchild. the ticket. <laughs> oh, goodness. They remembered him from Benchwarmers, you know, the Adam Sandler movie. Oh, wow. That was wow. A, Sandler produced it, I think. Uh, with John Heater. Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, was it Benchwarmers? Yeah, I think he was in that. And oh, the wow. other guy, uh, I forgot the other guy's. Oh, my God. Yeah. I never saw that movie, but I've been to the yeah. But as far as comedy is concerned, I'm I'm really lucky because I still can go out and uh, and I don't even like the headline clubs anymore. I just like to feature because that's the best spot of all. You know, I I was a feature act last week in uh, Cedar Rapids because I had to be up there anyway. I have some airport stuff up there, and uh, there's a foreboding. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Hmm? They have an airport in Cedar Rapids. Yeah, CID Eastern Internet. Yeah. Have you never seen the movie? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Cedar yeah. Rapids. So yeah. ne- no, I've never seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. Oh, my Actually, gosh. I have. It's a great movie. Yes. yes. That's, uh, so, when I perform, when I used to perform as a headliner and all the time, and it's like there was a sense of foreboding because here I am, I'm 57 years old. i got to cover 45 minutes to an hour. I'm not concerned about it, but I know the guy who's featuring, all his job is is to try to get in front of me and Mm -hmm. do everything like that, and he's got aspirations, and I get that. But that means I have to up my game just to keep, you know, if as a feature, I don't want the headliner's job. I've already had the job. It's just a warm, comfortable, and, you know, my friend says, uh, what are you going to do in your acts? Like, you know, I don't decide till I get up there. I only got 25 to 30 minutes to do. I just pick and choose my head. I don't need to end up. You know, you have to sequence everything. Four years of experience. Yeah, well, you know how you have to sequence everything when you're Mm -hmm. you're headlining and everyone like, I got to be ending on this joke. Yeah. You know, and I have to do this tag here as opposed to I can just kind of fly around and just wherever I'm out and I'm out. And you've got years of actually working at something to pick from. Yeah. Uh, It's always funny when somebody comes up and says, I I love when you did this bit. And it's like, (laughs) what? (laughs) I love that bit. And it's like, oh my God. What is it again? That's a great joke. Who wrote (laughs) that? Yeah. I remember this one guy, uh, they said, Elliot, I want your your beach ball bit. I went, what? What beach ball? Oh, that beach ball bit. Can I say the beach ball bit on there? Sure. Yeah. Well, it was, uh, I'll just try to be as, getting your girlfriend to do that was like trying to keep a beach ball underwater. And I was just, (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, oh, I did that. Sure, you can have that joke. I don't remember that joke, but, but you sure can have it, you know. That's great. And you did not even have to say at all what that is, and we all got it. There's a, there's an idea for you. Comedy show of just punchlines. <laughs> just punchlines. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe the feature guy is nothing but setup. <laughs> and then the no, headliner you know, is nothing but Some of these you don't need lines. setup. <laughs> what do you mean, wrong hole? <laughs> 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 
I think Chris, you you did the other night. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Oh, I did. Yes. That's, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's not my that's finger actually, either. Yeah, that's actually the setup to the punchline. Yeah, really. The Gomer Pyle joke. That yes, was the and why thing. was it Gomer Pyle? Why was it Gomer Pyle and Luann? I never knew that. Well, you know, when I would perform, uh, I would say, uh, you know, when you just make a cultural reference and it gets nobody, you know, it's like, uh, you guys, Marianne or Ginger people, which for the longest time, everybody locked in and knew exactly yeah. Sure. Yeah, I was talking about. And Marianne or Ginger, not so much anymore. Nobody knows what it is. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, well, they they're young. They're not supposed to know. Can what it you is, do right? a Friends? Maybe Phoebe, Rachel, or I don't know. I haven't watched. You know, I've never. I'm black. I've never seen an episode of Friends. I. <laughs> oh, that's right. That you guys weren't. You guys weren't allowed to. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What are you talking about? That's yeah. Right. We had yeah. Living Single. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only on for a year and a half. You're nowhere just in there. Queen good. Latifah or yeah. You're yeah. just Tootie. Yeah. I was gonna call her Tootie. Kim John Fields. Hinton. Yeah. All those yeah. Other guys. You're drinking grape juice. Yeah. Watching exactly. everybody hates Chris. <laughs> Living Singles only on for you know I've never seen an episode of that or The Big Bang Theory are they good? I don't watch The Big Bang. Yeah, I don't know. I mean it's I, I'm a big fa- I love sitcoms. I like yeah and joke 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 joke. It's 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 funny. You know I don't like sitcoms where they don't have the laugh track in them that The Big Bang because you it's have to know the laugh like like the Community. Remember Joe? Yes. Yes. yes, where yep. you had to know the joke or curb your enthusiasm. Where you have to know the joke is there. Mm-hmm. You don't need the the writing is so good. You don't need to laugh to prompt you when to laugh. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is where I'm supposed to laugh. Here, I'm watching myself know. an old Leave It to Beaver, and that laugh track is awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> What is it, the joke that every time you hear a laugh track, uh, an old, old sitcom, you know, all those people are dead those now. people are dead. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, they're dead. <laughs> okay, yeah. so here's a hobby we can have, just to tie it back around. Let's, let, yeah. Oh, let's, right, th- right. Let's, can we do a show sometime? Sure. We'll call it This is the Topic Show. I'll host. Chris, you tell a story. Right. Sure. That's what I and do. And then you, of course, you come in headline. Yeah, I'd like to have a hobby. I mean, this is, a, I was, I, I enjoy doing radio. You know the great thing about doing radio? Do you have all your old dialogues? I do, yeah. Okay. I do. I have all my old shows, and uh, you know, it was like three hours a day for like five years or something. But what I liked about it was the opening part. And you probably did this if you listen to your dialogues, where you just do the chit-chatter and everything yeah, like that. Yeah. And you talk, well, you know, my kid just went into daycare yeah. and, and this, that, and the other thing. And it just is a snapshot of your life. It's long before Facebook and everything like that where you had a snapshot of what you were doing and how, what was going on in your family this yeah. time well, and place. Well, for me, it, I mean, it was, again, it was public affairs stuff. And I'm listening to an old one. And I am worked up about some budget item that I don't even remember <laughs> what it was. Mm-hmm. It's like, how could this governor... Who was like three governors ago? Mm-hmm. Do such a thing. Which governor was it? I don't know. That's the I don't even remember. Yeah. Now I worked up. If it I ain't was. Governor Stumpy, I don't give yeah, a shit. Yeah, right. There yeah. you yeah. go. Yeah. Tie it back in the local. So I, when did they knock Blended out as a sponsor, though? That's what I want to know. The uh, Governor Stumpy. No, that's right. Yeah, this show's brought to you by oh, Blendwell. Yeah, yeah Blendwell. Right. And Governor Stumpy. <laughs> yeah. So we're okay, folks. We're announcing it right here. There's going to be this is the topic comedy show. We want you all to come out. Oh, so I'd stay we're going to do this like live. We're going to do this live. Yes. And uh, you know, we don't know what the topic's going to be. Folks. We never know. Or you let somebody from the audience pick the topic out. Okay, we'll do that. It will be. And we need to w- find a venue. You see the t- the type of venue. 
what does you know? Everyone's welcome to come here, I guess. But but here's the thing: we can do it. Out. It cannot be. I, you know, we talked about this uh, when I bought y'all lunch. Yes, I saw it on the news. Lunches. You bought home uh, poor people lunch. Yeah, yes, thank exactly. you. Maybe they weren't poor. They were needy. They were can. needy. They needed no, lunch. Pay what you can. This is first. So <laughs> you, if you only pay two bucks, you pay two bucks. If you're, you know, that's you, so nice. Big pimp like Chris, you pay twenty bucks. Yeah, right? I didn't pay nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So we need to find a venue, right? Yeah. We need to find a venue that isn't a comedy club because it's not. This is kind of a uh, a passive yet attentive type thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it needs to be somewhere in okay. between a comedy venue and another. This is what place. we're gonna do. Okay, you ready, Chris? Okay, Roll I'm play. ready. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hello. Yes. Hello. Uh, look for a venue. Uh, yes, we're a venue. Elliot 3 is involved in this project. Wait, I'm sorry. The Elliot 3? Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, bring your show we'll, here. We'll come when we want to. <laughs> how about that? Okay, that's, we've, we've role-played. We know how this is going to work. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. Gosh. <laughs> when are but you I available? Think be a, I think it might be a place, that, you know, to have it out of Lysa. It, if it, it's done right, it can be very attentive, not obtrusive, just right. uh, like in a, uh, yeah, we, like a coffee shop. Or it could be a coffee a shop. restaurant. Tiff and Jay's would be good. We could do yeah. a Tiff and Jay's yeah. Tiff and again. Jay's would be great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't want to do it at a place where there's somebody like you. That's true. The, at the coffee place. I do me? not want him well, there. You've got all the stuff. And well, like, then I've you, got my, yeah. I look have like seven conference calls and yeah. everything like that. And I've got my NASA set Which up reminds and, me, yeah. everyone, listen to this. Like Thomas it, Dolby in concert. With <laughs> listen to I've Got Something to Say with Lying Chris Whiting science. so you'll know what they're talking about. <laughs> yes. Listen to that. So we've referenced Marianne and Ginger, Thomas Dolby. I, I mean, I hope you're at least 45 if you're listening right. to this show. Right. And if you are, you're saying, I'm too young. I don't understand what they're saying. Oh, my gosh. I love it. So it's, I don't know. I feel like. This is the topic. Oh, as Sorry about that, folks. Timing. I was at the wrong one. Good timing. So anyway, that, I feel like. You know. Well, this was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Not only was it fun, Elliot, I feel like it was our best show ever. Well, I think when I get back from out of town, we need to, to figure this out. We'll we'll do this off air. Is that what they say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll take it off air. Like, yeah, we take it off air and we talk. Yeah, it's whenever they say when they go to commercial. Now, we've been, we've been broadcasting on um, Facebook Live and also kctk.radio12345.com, streaming. And I'm going to send this podcast to you. If you get do. Put it on your Facebook so I people will. can listen Definitely. and they can... Subscribe and I've enjoy. I've said nothing incriminating, have I? I don't think so. No, but I am going to edit it and make it sound well. There you go. Horribly incriminating. All right, let's do it. So, what do you think, Chris? I really, do. I think this is our best show yet. Oh, number fifteen is number one. There you go. This is the topic has been a KCTK production produced by Chris Whiting and Paul Lavoda. All rights reserved. For more information and content, email us at kctkradio at gmail.com. I'm your announcer, Michael Foster.